Hello everyone and welcome to the Future in Focus podcast. In this episode, we speak to LRQA's voice of supply chain assurance within the food, beverage and hospitality industry, Kimberly Coffin, about the importance of the Global Food Safety Initiative, GFSI, and their annual conference where, this year, LRQA will be exhibiting in a face-to-face capacity. And we began our interview by asking Kimberly, who are GFSI and why are they so important to the global food supply chain? The GFSI is really the coalition of action with the focus on um, food safety and food safety standards within the Consumer Goods Forum. It's comprised of 37 retailers and manufacturers and really leading, if you will, kind of that focus on food safety standards and actually driving continuous improvement in food safety across that extended food safety community. You know, it isn't a government body. Um, It's not a company. Um, It is well and truly an independent um, collective organization that has, uh, as we know, been around now for 20 years um, with a, a key focus on really ensuring that as a broader uh, industry group, that they are overseeing those food safety standards and actually really with an overriding vision to help provide access to safe foods for people everywhere. Um, It's an interesting organization to um, have uh, been involved with, not directly from a a GFSI perspective, but as a a key part of that food safety community. Um, It's very much seen as, if you will, the leading the world's really leading network of bringing together food safety professionals to actually drive food safety standards and, and increasingly to actually look at um, what are those new and emerging issues around the area of, of food safety and, and how to actually ensure that um, as an industry group across the globe that we're actually tackling those emerging issues, that we're lifting standards, we're driving continual improvement with regards to um, the production of safe food and ensuring that there is access to safe food um, everywhere, um, as I said, around the world. Um, they have three key kind of principal objectives that I think are really important to actually kind of think about. Um, probably the one that we're most familiar with and and really probably where the roots of the organization came into play is around benchmarking and harmonizing those standards. Um, You know, initially it was around, you know, one standard um, and the ability to supply safe food to all. Um, It's really very much where um, the organization started their focus. And and in that they um, have set out what they call their, their benchmarking standard for food safety standards, internationally recognized food safety standards. You know, often when we work with customers and and we talk about GFSI certification, there is no such thing as GFSI certification. What there is, is there's certification to independent standards that have been benchmarked to that GFSI framework as best in class or excellence in the area of food safety standards uh, to be applied across principally food manufacturing, but more recently across the whole value chain um, from farm to fork uh, for uh, a a holistic management of food safety. Um, Again, increasingly we're starting to see as well um, another key pillar within the GFSI, which is around promoting public and private collaboration. And that's really brought a, a government link into those 
best in practice food safety standards and looking at how governments can actually benefit from independent food safety certification against those GFSI benchmark standards and how that can be bring more robust food safety um, into uh, the actual frameworks that are used to actually regulate food safety across the globe. And then the final key pillar that sits under the GFSI's um, vision and their mission is around capability uh, building. And, and this is where um, I think it was probably about 10 years ago, they put a very um, large focus on the fact that, you know, in some of the developing parts of the world where uh, food is manufactured and food is being handled, that the, the high excellence standards weren't immediately achievable. And so looking at how could they actually put frameworks in place, how could they actually promote building capability through um, a, a very formalized mechanism, if you will, of uh, both education um, as well as uh, support um, and through kind of independent verification to take um, companies that may not be at the top tier level of, of, of manufacturers and retailers at a global level, but how could they help and assist and support their journey in actually adopting, implementing, and, and raising the bar, if you will, on the food safety standards that they're using to produce their food and actually start to achieve certain elements of that excellence, um, again, to provide um, safe food for everyone. This week is GFSI's annual Global Food Safety Conference, and we asked Kimberly why is this year's conference so relevant in the light of current circumstances? I think probably the first place that I'd like to start, it has been an, an incredible two years. Um, I can remember back, it seems so long ago to Seattle and the energy in Seattle. And, and I think for many people within the food industry, that's the last time we were all together. Um, and it was at the GFSI annual conference at the end of February. Um, and my goodness, the things that we talked about there, we never would have expected kind of what would happen um, from a, a world perspective and um, how important a lot of the work that had been done prior to um, that conference actually came into play in, in us ensuring that as an industry that we excelled over this period of time and that we were resilient and that you know that we we were able to deliver um, food that was safe for consumption um, right across the globe so I see one of the probably as a starting point, and I think probably many of the professionals like me um, that will be attending the conference are really looking at this as, you know, this is going to be a great opportunity for us to actually share learnings and, and all the stuff that we've learned. And we've learned so much, you know, when we think about, you know, you know, the changes with regards to how consumers purchase food over this period and as well as um, how we were able to actually pivot with regards to how we verified our supply networks you know prior to the covid pandemic well and truly we very much relied on very traditional types of audit mechanisms moving around the globe to actually visit manufacturing locations visit retail operations you know a lot of it was done face to face and we've actually there's been so much that's been achieved through the application of technologies and through remote assessment and understanding what actually is possible and what's not possible um, in a virtual world um, there is just so much for us to share with regards to how well as an industry we did over this period of time as an essential service, basically, is to keep things moving and, and continue to 
feed customers uh, and consumers all around the globe with safe food. Um, but even more importantly, kind of looking at and, and talking about and uh, the really kind of this this need for rapid and our ability to make rapid changes um, in what has been an incredibly challenging landscape. Um, I think also really going to give us a great opportunity to actually look at food safety 4.0, and I'm not going to say 2.0 or 3.0, it's definitely 4.0, um, and say, you know, what are those new risks? Really kind of, if you will, kind of step back and actually think about what are the true risks to food safety? Um, how have they changed in the last two years? Um, where do we need to be starting to focus our energies? Um, what are some of the new tools that we have and how do we use those tools smartly um, to actually help us, if you will, from my perspective, take a more targeted focus as opposed to a foundational focus um, with regards to food safety? I think the foundations are there we, and, and we've proved that and those have been tested um, rigorously over the last two years. It's about now and looking at um, what are those new risks? What are things that we need to be conscious of that can have an impact on food safety as we move into a more digital world? How do we use data better? How do we actually get more out of the things that we're doing? How do we become more digitally enabled as, a, as an industry and a sector? Um, and how do we use that data to actually help us target and understand emerging areas of risk to get ahead of and be more proactive in how we manage risk? Um, as well as to really look at what the impact is with regards to, you know, if we are moving to a more technical, more digital, more open type of environment with regards to the information that we have about food safety risk and actually looking at how we can collaborate is what are some of those risks in using those technologies and sharing information? You know, we need to actually get smarter about the impact of, of cyber security risks and, and look at what are the control mechanisms that we need to have in place to ensure that, you know, the the information, the data and the digital mechanisms that we're using aren't compromised because of, you know, ransomware attacks or particular cyber attacks that may um, actually then provide us with the true risk that we're facing. Then my final kind of piece um, when looking at why it's so important is um, as an industry, we're also seeing an increased impact and, and need. And I think it's really exciting that, that, that sustainability is being brought into the conversation um, as part of uh, this year's GFSI conference. You know, there's a new lens that we need to start thinking about in the context of not just safe food, but the fact that safe food needs to also be sustainable. And that's going to challenge us, um, specifically challenge some of our, our technical resources that we have within most um, organizations. We, we've got to ensure that not only are we kind of meeting those consumer demands, doing the right thing by nature um, in the food production systems that we're using, we need to understand and we need to start talking about how do we balance that and the changes that we need to make from an industry perspective um, to in order to meet our sustainability commitments and, and do the right things um, for the environment. And we must ensure that we cannot compromise food safety. Um, food safety is a given. Um, I've been raised, you know, in 
uh, in my career with the the one ethos is is that if food is not safe to consume, it's not food. So we need to make sure that we get that balance right, and that we actually are um, looking at sustainability and safe food from a holistic perspective. Kimberly then told us about some of the organisations and global food influences who would be attending this year's conference. It's going to be a bit strange, the, the conference this year, because it is going to be smaller, um, just in looking at the numbers and looking at who's attending. But, God, it's going to be a great mix of people still. Um, you know, you've got the board members, obviously, will all be there, which are, you know, leading members, um, both from uh, retail as well as global manufacturers, um, the the ability to actually hear their thoughts with regards to the key priorities and the objectives of GFSI and, and where they actually see um, you know, the next stage in building, if you will, uh, that next level and that next framework from a food safety standards perspective and, and how they incorporate a number of those challenges, a number of those key learnings and, and, and what they're thinking about. Um, and, you know, there's a great representation from governments around the world. And I think what we've seen is, you know, with the Smarter Food Safety in the U.S., um, and all of the great work that Frank Yanis and the team there are are doing around looking at, you know, lifting and driving those the standards of food safety from a regulatory perspective and 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 really looking at how GFSI can actually help with that regulatory framework, as well as representatives from the EU and some of the you know smaller um countries and regions, you know, there's going to be a great representation for that, you know, as I spoke about that that public private collaboration process. Um, again, there'll be a big focus on the developing markets um, and lots of great stories, I'm sure, that will come through for us to actually see some of the key learnings and some of the advancements that have been um, made um, over what probably in many of those markets have been very difficult circumstances um, over the COVID period. And, and, and finally, really, you know, LRQA and, and thinking about kind of our competitive set um, as well as, you know, a lot of those kind of the support services that are so critical to ensuring um, that food safety standards, you know, continue to be verified, continue to be um, supported and actually be delivered um, is going to be fantastic to actually have us all around the table again and, and, and be able to to look at the advances as well that have been made um, over the course of the last year. I'm really keen to see, and I'm going to spend some time well and truly in the exhibition hall, um, looking at a lot of the tech, because I'm expecting there's going to be a really um, significant step change in the role that technology, data, information is going to play in that next advancement with regards to food safety. As I said, the food safety 4.0. Finally, we asked Kimberly what was the one thing that she was looking forward to most at this week's GFSI conference. Gosh, only one thing. There's so many. After sitting behind a computer and talking to a computer screen for the last two years, I think just being out amongst the food professional community and being able to really have the opportunity to talk to people face to face and 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 look i love a stage um i love um the fact that from an lrqa perspective we're going to be delivering a great tech talk um and that i have the the privilege to actually do that on behalf of of lrqa i'm really excited about the topic that i'm going to be sharing with the five six hundred 
participants that are going to be in attendance talking about an area that I think is particularly important, which is around, you know, that safe food needs to be sustainable food and, and, and really about what that means in the context of how companies need to really take charge of that next evolution of supply chain risk and, and tease out some of those key critical points that businesses need to be thinking about as they start to work down this parallel path of sustainability commitments and their impact on food safety and food safety risk and how to get that balance right, as well as um, looking at and thinking about, you know, applying those basic scientific um, methodologies that we have always used for the management of food safety within our operations and, and how we can actually look at and start to think about applying similar methodologies and similar methods by which of verifying our commitments to sustainability and, and, and lessening our impact on nature, as well as then looking at the role of technology data and how to actually really harness the power of that data through things like data and analytics um, and helping us to understand not only emerging risks, but also looking at how to be more proactive, how to be more focused, um, and really how to build on the great foundations that we've established from a, a food safety management system perspective. Thanks for tuning in to this Future in Focus podcast. To listen to previous and future episodes, please visit our podcast series homepage on Spotify. And for more information about LRQA's food, beverage and hospitality services, visit info.lrqa.com forward slash food. <laughs> <laughs>